Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to Twin Cities by Night and our third story arc, Dread. Dread is set in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, Minneapolis, and St. Paul in the hot and humid summer of 2011. Join us again and continue to follow the journey of Katow, played by Quinn, and William, played by Slavic, as they continue to traverse the dark society held within the Twin Cities. They will be joined by three new kindred, Warren, a Tremere, played by Adam, Valentine, a Nosferatu, played by Alex, and Lenny, a Nosferatu, played by Andrew. The quarter will find themselves joined together by a sense of dread. If you would like to contact us, you can follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to Twin Cities by Night. For those of you who are listening to the podcast chapter versions for this podcast in the next two, Alex will not be joining us. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it. So I uh, don't think we're ignoring the character of Valentine. Uh, he will be back hopefully next time. So where we left off last week, William, you had just dropped off Warren at the campus of St. Catherine in Minneapolis. And he got out of this car and he started, you know, you guys had the conversation that you had and you take off in your Beamer. When you're driving your Beamer, you see your phone indicating to you that as a voice mail message on there. Before we get into how you react with the phone, if you do, tell me what's going on in William's mind right now, especially after like this conversation that you had with Warren and just like meeting him and, and, and just everything that went on. Yeah, so... William is very unsure of what to make of Warren, you know, because he's such a, I guess, peculiar person, you know, uh, it's just, he's not sure if he's like playing it or if he really is the way he's presenting himself and what that means. So you're thinking it could be like a, a uh, like a, a disguise of sorts, like a ruse that he's trying to pull possibly, on you. Like. Possibly. I mean, that's very true. I mean, that, that, I mean, that could, I never even thought of that really being like a thought that would come across your guys' mind, but I mean, it makes perfect sense, especially in kindred society and what you guys have been involved with, you know, and especially like being uh, in a way susceptible, losing like, you know, two of your, your quarterly members and kind of just like clan gangrel is experiencing in a way, you know, is this everyone wanting to be your friend because they see weakness or it's, yeah bunch of apex predators that are trapped in a city like that makes perfect sense so uh, what do you plan to do from here as you're driving your car well i suppose what time is it right now i would say it's about 11 in the evening oh, 11 30 so in the evening it's actually pretty early yeah yeah it's not like super late or anything like that there is one thing that william sort of wanted to check out and that is actually find a sort of, I suppose, a psychiatrist to talk to for himself. Oh, you mean like kind of like oh, set up yeah. an appointment for a psychiatrist? Yeah, or yeah, exactly. Or like just find one which he would talk to. Not not even sure if he like wants to do like an official, you know, session or whatever, which probably wouldn't work with the vampire schedule anyway. But, you know. Just sort of trying to do something like that. 
because of the whole mental shifting of the shifting mentality he has right now, you know, it's a different points of view and the way he sees the world now. Yeah, like how does William see the world because of that? I mean, we really haven't had a chance really to dive into like the traumatic event yeah. that happened to William with having a Melkavian elder just like pretty much use dementation on you with like eight successes. You know, it was that was no minor scene yeah. that happened. That fundamentally changed William's mentality at that very moment and a very crucial and critical point of of the story, right? So how is that affecting like like what what like I guess what how has that changed William and how William perceives things now? Yeah, I, I guess, you know, it, it also combined with other changes because William dropped from humanity six to humanity three along with it. So he sort of, uh, he is le less human and, you know, he's seeing things through a completely warped perspective. You know, he, hears things that aren't there, sees things, you know, and they seem to have some sort of meaning. Because in reality, out of character, we know what happened to him, but in character, he yeah. doesn't know that this Melchizedek yeah, exactly. elder used a, used a discipline. And, and, and matter of fact, it could be very well, I mean, William could very well right now think be thinking he's losing his mind because of the traumatic stuff that happened to him and it and awoke something in him. And now he's like here, you know what I mean? Awoke a new yeah. discipline as we saw in the first session or, or awoke, you know, a new perception to things. So it's very discerning. You know, it's almost like a, I don't want to compare William to like a Patrick Bateman. Cause I feel that doesn't do justice to the character of William, but I mean, it's almost like William has this public face and William has this chaotic storm and turmoil that's behind the facade. Am I correct in that? Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's because I've also went to sort of his, his personality starting to shift before that he was like, uh, more, I don't want to say servile, but like, you know, more helpful, helping people, whatever. And now he's more, I guess, assertive, aggressive in a way. That, that's a very good point you bring up because definitely like in the first two arcs and especially in the second arc William was you're right very servile to like Jonathan Chase at the time you know what I mean Jonathan Chase wanted to like have these grand plans and, and schemes and and William was kind of there to help facilitate them you know and be a partner in a way but now you see like this new assertive side of William like hanging up on people you know what I mean not immediately listening to a voice message from someone that he knows is kind of higher in the food chain or just kind of like being like you said more assertive and more uh yeah i like that very more aggressive in a way now mm -hmm. too that's very that's very interesting so when you say you want to look for a psychiatrist obviously it's 11 30 at night you know you, yeah you're gonna it's... look from your apartment like online or you're gonna do something to that extent uh yeah i think definitely start online and and then probably move on from there maybe even ask some people from his herd so there's a there's a there's there's a couple things we can go go with this and and I'm glad that you that you bring this up. So when when looking online, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this idea to you and and please don't hesitate to shoot it down if you don't think William would do this or you know whatever. It's just something that comes to my head, right? Is that William just got done literally a few days ago having something major happen to him in his life at a facility that's perhaps one of the biggest facilities. Yeah known for for taking care mm -hmm. of people with mental health now one i guess my question or, or my what i'd ask would william look at that facility's website or would he like avoid that website knowing 
Uh, what oof. happened there? Yeah. I think he probably avoided it. That's a good call, and I can see that answer probably because would. because I mean, who knows? Yeah, exactly. Everything that happened there is just kind of like, for lack of a better term, you'd be shitting where you eat. You know, like it's just yeah. too much stuff happened there. Why go there and expose yourself more? So okay, so we'll say that you know you spend you know thirty minutes, forty five minutes. You know, you come you come back to your apartment. You kind of like walk up. You drive your car up, and the valet takes it, and you walk up into the lobby. And you know, I described the lobby before, like the like the ornate vases, yeah. and just highly decorative. You go to the elevator where you go up to like the eleventh floor where your apartment's at. You go into your apartment, and your apartment's dark. You turn on the lights, you turn on your computer, and you sit down in your chair and you start looking. And you're you're going through, and you're you're, you're searching Google, and you're searching other sites, and you come across this this practice is actually a lady who runs it out of her home. You know, she, she runs it out of like the basement of her home. She kind of has made like the basement, her, her, where, where she has her offices set up and okay. you can kind of, you can kind of see pictures of it. Like she has comforting pictures that show like a leather couch and kind of show like a desk and like plants and like a, a, like bookshelves and stuff like that. And you see a picture of her, and then and she's an african american lady and she kind of has like like braided hair she she looks to maybe she could be like like 30 you know in her late 30s you, you see the picture only goes from like mid chest up you know and she has like this really nice like sweater on like a cream colored sweater and you see that her name is loretta hughes when you're looking at this picture there comes a moment where and i don't want to like I don't want to do like a false equivalency between Kimberly and her, but obviously they're the same race. You know what I mean? And when you see this picture of a psychiatrist who you at this time, like the, the little remnants of like the old William that's in the back of William's head, that's saying like, this isn't right how I feel. You know what I mean? Like I should talk to someone about this. You, you, you hear that little gentle cascading of the ocean waves because of the darkness that's like in the corner oh, yeah. of your room, you know, what, what, what's going on in your head when you, when, when you see this, is this something that would, would draw his attention in more or is this something that he'd want to yes. pursue? The way, the way I see it is, you know, he'd be looking into all these websites and whatever, then he'd, uh, then William, you know, it's just click on her page and you know start reading and then sort of as he realizes all this you know hears it in the back of his mind just sort of stops for a moment yeah and then sort of resume you know reading the information whatever does she do odd hours in her description she says she is works with she schedules with due to people's work schedule you know like she okay. has some kind of verbiage that says adaptable to circumstances you know there's no like monday through friday at this time through this time you know and it says for scheduling questions you can email or call this number you know for a consultation you know there's the consultation and 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 you know talks about accepts most most healthcare, you know insurance and so on and so forth you know what i think william would probably send her an email probably okay. wouldn't call yet and what would the general gist of the email be? The general gist, you know, blah, 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 looking for, uh, I'm honestly not sure how, how such an email would look like. It'd probably be very formal, you know, my name is William Strother, blah, blah, blah. 
uh, looking to talk uh, about stress related related to work, such and such. And, you know. Yeah, definitely, and definitely. That, you know, uh, that he has special needs about uh, hours and whatever. That he would prefer it, and um, that you know he can pay well. Okay, and as soon as you hit send, you get a immediate response. You know, it's an auto generated response. Be uh, like, oh, thank you for sending the inquiry. You know, we will contact you at our earliest convenience. Just kind of like a lot of these these people, yeah, yeah. so they can let people know that they won't be, you know what I mean, forgotten, or you know, just kind of know that that they received your email. So when you hit send on your email, you're sitting there for a few minutes, and you hear your cell phone ring again. Oh, my phone. Okay. Do I recognize the number or is it? This is not a number you recognize. It's not the okay. number that Brian called you from either last. You still see the voicemail indicator from which probably was, you do know it's a voicemail from oh, him. Oh, yeah. Because you call again. You should actually listen to this voicemail. Sorry. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, but, but yeah, of course, William picks up. It's William Strother speaking. Hey, William. This is Hardy. How's it going? Uh, this is who? Hardy Ellsworth. We talked. We talked. Uh... Oh, Ellsworth. Yes, yes, Mr. Ellsworth. I'm sorry. Everything okay? Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Just very strange circumstances. <sighs> How are you doing, Mr. Ellsworth? I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. You know, I'm doing fine. I was, uh, you know, just calling to see how. Our, uh, our agreement was going uh, if you've made any progress but you know obviously conversations like that shouldn't be done over the phone so i was thinking maybe uh tomorrow evening we get together of course definitely uh location any uh, i'll pick you up I'll, I'll come by i'll have my driver take you by I'll pick you up and go have some drinks or something okay then you okay man you, you sounding you sounding a little down i have a lot on my plate right now and really sorry it's just uh, work you know you know how it is sometimes yep. it's up sometimes it's down currently it's down the fucking shitter damn yeah i feel you but try we all stumble sometimes man we all stumble sometimes you know william I, i'll tell you we'll talk more about this tomorrow but let me tell you this i see something in you william all right i see potential there that's why i reached out to you okay and trust me, there's not that many people I reach out to like I did with you. So tomorrow we'll talk more about this, have some drinks, you can get your mind off it. And uh, we'll talk about future plans about that subject we talked about before, okay? Of course, of course. All right. You... See you tomorrow then. Of course, yeah. I'll, I'll come on by. I'll give you a call when we're about to pick you up, okay, man? Keep your head up, William. Seriously, none of this shit's worth getting this down about, all right? Okay, then. Have a nice right. evening. Yeah. All right, William. I'll talk to you later, okay? Okay. All right. So you hang up the phone, and again, you like obviously, you know, you have a, a voice message on your phone. Okay, then I suppose you know. Just first, William will look at his phone for like a minute or so, you know, just sort of playing with the app. <laughs> if if he's, you know, play, don't play, play, don't play, and you know, finally <laughs> presses play. So you hear Brian's voice come through, and you're like, hey, William, sorry, man. I had to make a call like that. Pops was standing behind me. But we really should talk, you and I. I'm worried about Jonathan. I'm worried about what happened to him. And I would like to come come to uh, some kind of conclusion about what happened, and we can get to the bottom of this. Because no one else seems to give two shits about it, it seems. Let me know. Give me a call back. Again, uh, hope this sees you well. And then hmm. you get a click. 
Do I trust him? I don't know. I don't know. Do you? Well, what, no. What's your the, question's, the answer is obviously not. Just, <laughs> I mean, William trusts Katow, and that's basically where it ends. That that's that's kind of. I mean, that's that builds that nucleus of the quarter even more. There, right? You guys have been through some shit together. Yeah, and that's I mean, the whole point of a quartery, exactly, right? You guys have been through some shit. No one else is going to help you each other out, and that's that's awesome to fucking hear. To be honest with you, as a storyteller, to hear that William. There's only one person William trusts, trust, and it's the guy who six months ago he didn't know from a hole in the wall, but it's just because of the shit they've been through and they're survivors, right? Yeah, exactly. Awesome. So what, what's your plan of action, or do you want me to come back to you, or do you want to think about it? or uh, Plan of action, actually, probably prepare some stuff for the Ellsworth meeting, you know, just notes and... Okay. Like, so what kind of stuff are you thinking about preparing? Like, stuff about you found out about Roman Dunsern and like about his holdings yeah. and everything? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like, list, you know. You know, he'll just write it down, memorize it, and then, then destroy the notes, obviously. Oh, wow. So he's like taking it to that level where he's like trying to, like, like he's really mentally preparing himself for this, huh? Yeah. So we'll say that you are able to write down the information about the companies that you know are tied to to Roman Dunsern. The companies that you know are tied to, obviously, is the Dunsern Organic Consultants, right? That's the company that Roman has ties to. But you also know that Roman has ties to Colburn Trust Company which is a company that's based out of Boston, where also Dunstan Organic Consultants is obviously based out of Scotland. You know what I mean? It's an international uh, company. But the Colburn Trust Company is the one that's based out of Boston that has a lot of ties uh, between the two. And they also were dealing at one point trying to buy a part of analytical medical solutions back when AMS, you know what I mean? Everyone was trying to get a piece of that. And also, they kind of had some dealings with New Horizon Capital Management, which you guys also found out New Horizon Capital Management was was the front company that Philip Brentwood would use whenever he did any kind of financial shading dealings that he didn't want to be tied to Brentwood Industries. The two companies that basically, you know, you know that Roman Dunstern uh, is a representative of Dunstern Organic Consultants, and you know that he deals a lot almost like there's like a some kind of unspoken partnership between him and colbert trust company based out of boston so those, those are the two things that you know at the moment and you know that you had that little tit for tat that you had between yourself and dunstern when you were looking into yeah. dunstern and you botched a roll yeah. you got yeah you kind of dumped into your shit that. yeah yeah yeah. so any other questions anything other information you want to know for your presentation before we go through there before you know like uh, before I move on to another scene, or is there any other questions you got uh, that William would need to know or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, just, just you know, so I have the notes clear. Dunstan Organic Consultants is where Roman sort of works. This has ties to Colburn Trust. Mm-hmm. They tried to buy. Did did Dunstan Organic Consultants try to buy AMS, or was it Colburn Trust? Colburn Trust did. Okay. Okay, and New Horizon Capital Management was just sort of there, or yeah, they you 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 saw that New Horizon Capital Management is the company that ended up buying out AMS, oh, right? Yes. Okay. And then they just kind of diffused them and sold their, you know what I mean, just shut down the company. But you also saw that there was dealings between Dunstern Organic Consultants 
and Colburn Trust with New Horizon Capital Management on the side that didn't even involve AMS, you know? So there's an odd web of like feelings and everything. Yeah, complex that went on between those three or four, I guess, if you include AMS. So any other questions? No, I think that settles it. I suppose, well, I'll, I'll just, you know, make something up for the details for the financial yeah, or, manipulation. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, you, we can we can tackle that when that time comes, definitely. So Okay. So, Katow, we left off with you, I believed, where you were talking to, you got to talking to Valentine and Lenny. You see Lenny and Valentine walk off. And you're standing there with your dog at the park. Like I said, it's probably like around midnight at this point, 1230. What's going on in your head after that meeting that you had? After that meeting, he's probably thinking, okay, so we, after meeting, after the uh, oddity that was meeting with Warren, he's like, okay, I can somewhat understand these guys a bit better. Valentine freaks me out a little bit. Makes Definitely makes him uncomfortable. Just seeing someone like that, but Lenny, even though like, is he is his first match with Inosferatu, so he's like, okay, this has been a night of firsts to be quite frank, and so now he's looking forward to just, you know, fo- his first task is going to be focus on feeding cause, to make sure he like doesn't want a repeat of what happened the last time he fed. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There's this weird kinship that you feel with them, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, because you actually had dealt with face a couple times, but you, you always saw him obfuscated. You know what I mean? You never seen like a Nosferatu as a Nosferatu like that. Now you just saw two. You literally saw two like right in front of you out in the open. And in a way, that is a negotiation tactic in a way, like help build relations. Like I'm showing you as my true self right now. I'm not trying to hide anything from you, you know, where basically when someone's obfuscated and you know that that's not their true form, what are they hiding? Why do they feel like they have to hide something like that? It builds like these barriers around you like that. You know what I mean? Which is, which is not going to like help build relations. So that's really cool. I see what you mean there. Like you feel a kinship because behind the Tremere, just in their very nature, it's like, there's just like this weird, like no one knows about them. Not saying, you know, like, you know how we treat, we treat Tremere and Twin Seas by night. You know what I mean? Like, it's not thaumaturgy everywhere and you know whatever not saying there's anything wrong with that but you know it's just kind of like what what do you do what's your purpose you know what i mean like like what you know it's just not like i said no one's going around saying you're magicians but like there's just something off you know what i mean about them that makes people feel uncomfortable so yeah i like that i i really think that's cool i really think that and and that he is being selective very careful you know what i mean with who he's dealing with so so you said you want to go feed before you're going to try going feeding. What's your plan of action? Like, where are you going to try to feed at? How are you going to try to feed? What What's your plan? So my first plan is to sort of like see if he, if he walk his dog around the park, see if he sees any like late night joggers or anything, someone walking around at this time just to see if he spots anyone that way. Okay. Um, what is your blood pool currently at? Uh, who was currently at six, I believe. Six. Okay, I can I can dig six. Yes, so, six. so feeding is a perception roll. Uh, let's do difficulty six. Okay, so I got three successes. So you are walking your dog, and you know 
like I described the park before, like where you met, where you met Lenny and Valentine at was like by the little parking lot by like this children's playground that had like the sawdust in there and had like the huge metal rusted metal rungs of, 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 of like a monkey bars, like the, the, the dome monkey bar types and has like these plastic like slides, but in the dark, you know, obviously it's just all shadows and there's walkways that kind of like go around that occasionally have like a globe light that's like on this black pole and like it's kind of like the globe itself is kind of yellowish now due to age and like the mm-hmm. sun just beating down upon it so it leaves this eerie yellow uh light that emulate that 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 that, that comes from it and it kind of like makes the darkness even more prevalent you know because it's mm-hmm. not as strong as like a bright light would be and it's even more of a constant reminder that when you go past the the boundaries and the perimeter of that light you're back into the darkness and you're walking your dog across this like black gravel like walkway that's compressed and your dog you find when you like go into the shadows with your dog you feel like your dog knows right now the purpose of this walk like you feel connected with this dog you both are actually even though you are controlling this animal by a leash right now you're more pure than you have been in normal instances there's no owner and pet relationship right now right now there's just two predators who are communicating on this unspoken wavelength who are just kind of going through this darkness looking for anyone susceptible but it's almost like the dog knows at this moment that you're not going to attack. You're going to be sly and coy in nature that you're, it's almost like a hunt, which is instinctually not normal for your dog at this time, but through its years with you and the connection in the blood, that's how it feels right now. So you're walking along for about 20, 30 minutes because at this hour, there's not like a lot of people, you know what I mean? Jogging, but eventually you start hearing, you hear like, like on the other side of the park where there's like a little nice little, parking lot on the other end you know what i mean you like i said you had to walk 20 minutes you hear like music playing and like oh i'll see you later motherfucker and you hear like a car peel out and you just see her one guy who's standing by this car and the car currently is part of the warm embrace of one of those you know and i use the term sarcastically the warm embrace of like one of those globes that are at the edge and it's like this you know this this rusted like thunderbird you know i mean it's like maroon i don't want to say rusted but it's like got a maroon color but it's definitely not taken care of you know and you see like this guy who has shorts on and like a wife beater and has like cheap like green ink tribal tattoo around his arm and kind of has a slight smell of bo emulating from him and you know he's wearing like these flip-flops and he's like the shorts are like cut off jean shorts and he kind of has like a shaved head a little bit but it's like started growing and you can like you can tell he's a little inebriated at the moment because he's sitting there like trying to like put his hand in the in the pockets of his jean shorts you know and you know how like when you kind of have tighter jeans and like the keys get in there it's not as easy as just like reaching your hand in and pulling them out you kind of like gotta squeeze your fingers in there and get it and you see right now with him being a slightly drunk as he's like sitting there trying to get his keys he's stumbling a little bit and you're and you're witnessing this right now from like the shadows a little bit of just just right outside that 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 boundary perimeter of that light that that's that's coming from that lamp you know and you're sitting there and your dog just stops you can tell you like like again you're both you and your dog on this unspoken wavelength at the moment where like it knows right now that you are it has given a little bit of your of your um your uh, you being an owner back to you like it knows right now that now it's back in your hands waiting to see if you're going to be making a decision on whether or not this prey is going to be good enough for you so what what do you what do you want to do here okay so 
I think I'm going to try and see if I can go get closer to one without actually getting into like the circle of light. I like that idea a lot. Okay, so let's go ahead and do a dexterity and stealth roll. Difficulty, he is inebriated right now and he's like really focused on those keys. So I'll say like difficulty five. I got five successes, wow. Very good, very good. So as he's sitting there and he's like looking down at his key, like his pocket again, you kind of, and you almost like let your dog, you, you like gently just tap your dog in the head and he sits. And he sits outside, you know what I mean, of this light. And you are coming around, like you're coming around. You kind of got to like, like, like the pole is there and it's and the light's coming from it. And on outside the light, away from the car, like the ground kind of gently like goes down, like it's a little minor hill. So you're just like slowly, like just going down this hill, like sliding just slightly, you know what I mean? Letting your weight and like the slight moisture, because it's been really humid lately, that's on the grass. They're just kind of like gently let you slide down there without stepping. And you stop for a second as you like, you see him like stop, like you see his back right now, right? And you see him stop, like he has his keys and then he starts going to work again, trying to get it. And you gently like knowing that you're about to step on the sidewalk and the parking lot, you gently like step on it so that your shoes don't like make the rocks or like any grass or anything crunch you crouch down and you come up you come up on because he's on the opposite side of his car right now and you like gently put your hand on the car you're right by the front tire of the passenger side and you look again and you see him he's just still sitting there back hunched over you know trying to find these keys and eventually you come out you're coming like around the front of the car and you're almost like like inhumanly crouched down and able to walk with your thighs bent down where normally someone would be like, Oh shit, this is killing my legs. It's burning my thighs. You know what I mean? You're just generally like you've forgotten about like lactic acid right now. And muscle failure is not a thing to you. And as you gently come across, you come upon him, you, you grab the back of his shoulders and you sink your teeth in. How much blood are you taking right now? I'm going to do what I'm, I do my normal thing. I just, I'm going to take two, but I get the bonus for the extra so you're gonna get three, so you're up to nine yes. right now. Yes. Um, I'm not gonna make you roll self-control roll. I thought about right. it for a second, but you got six blood pool points, and you went ahead. So you feed off. You feed off him. You take two blood pool points. You lick the wound on his neck. This guy's like passes out in your arms. You know what I mean? While you do that, you know what I mean? Like literally, like his dead weight is in your arms right now. What are you gonna do with him? And at the moment too, as soon as you're done, you lick his wounds. You look up and you feel like a slight dizziness yourself. You know, you feel like you stop, you close your eyes, and you open your eyes, and you feel like you find that your thought process is slightly slower than it normally is and like you feel almost inebriated a little bit you feel like you have a, you, this is something that you haven't felt actually in a, you felt it a couple times i guess in your 20 years where you fed off someone who you know what i mean might have had some alcohol on them but there's a second where like you feel this warmness like flushing your face and like the back of your neck and you kind of like i don't know i, I don't want to assume what feelings i'll ask you afterwards what, what you do what how it makes uh, jasper feel mentally. for uh Kaitao, the, the rush of the warmth in him definitely feels like a bit bizarre at whenever he does occasionally feed off a drunk person so it's just like a whoa hey i f felt something that wasn't just you know the typical reaction of vietnam blood it's it's kind of good to remind myself like what i used to have sometimes when i was human so it brings joy in a way like does it yeah, like is like he a happy drunk like like for lack of a better term uh, yeah the, the, yeah he, he does make him a, a bit more of a spring in his step though he notices that like 
like weirdly like his normally like his smile face doesn't like go into a smile this time. It's like, oh, that's a bit weird. Normally I'm just a bit of a smile right now. Oh, whatever. Oh, you're oh okay, gotcha. So what are you gonna do with this gentleman who's in your arms right now, like passed out? So he's as gonna you look like home? go for the keys, just unlock the car, and just stuff the guy into the car, just like just let him think he passed out in his car. All right, good move. As you as soon as you're done doing that, right, and you close the door and you hear like the you, you know you put him in the drive. Are you gonna put him in the driver's seat or are you gonna put him in the back seat? Driver's seat. Gonna, I think. Yeah, in the driver's seat. Yeah. So you put him in the driver's seat. You open the door as you ha- hold him, you know, under the armpits with one arm around his chest, and you kind of like open the door, and you hear it like as it opens up, and you put him in the bucket seat. He's just like his his neck goes to the side, and you just hear the snoring coming from him, and you kind of like just toss the keys on his lap, you know what I mean? And you close the door behind him, like, and you hear it close. And as you're, these thoughts are going through your head about like the alcohol and what you express, you turn and look, and you're like taking it back for a second as your dog is like literally just sitting like a foot from you. And is looking in the window at the guy, you know, because of how tall your dog is, it can see in the fire. And you see like this, you get that sense of like the, 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 the taboo taste that your dog has at the moment, you know, it has had since the bathtub incident as it's staring, looking into the, the firebird like that. I'll just uh, place a hand on its collar and just turn it away. Like not for you, mine. And, and when you do that, you notice that, grudgingly it you know what i mean it gives you the the respect that 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 comes seeing that you're the alpha of the relationship as i take it you walk back to your car is there anything else you wish to do for the evening or are you going to go back to your haven or what 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 do you plan to do it's like you know get back to my car and then drive my haven when i'm just gonna think for a little bit and spend rest of the evening and everything all right gotcha all right so next warren so you are dropped off at the the campus of St. Catherine. St. Catherine used to be called the College of St. Catherine. It was a college that originally was created for females to go to, dealt mostly with nursing, but eventually they got other like degree plans. And then eventually they kind of like tried to aim for more minority students and then like older adult learners who were going to college later in life. The campus though is rather large, you know, it's full of like these old like older brick buildings that were made when originally the school was created like about like, you know, 70, 80 years ago. And um, these, this is like rich in history, you know, buildings that come from that campus. There are like, you know, red bricks and just like a lot of like deep colored woods, uh, uh, you know, that are made from the doors and like the win- window panels and such and the roofs uh you see like there's a lot of grass areas with walkways that kind of go through there where even like on a saturday night you'll see like female students or other students kind of walking around because 80 percent of the schools people who go to school live on campus and these like eight kind of like dorms that are that are spread part there you see that like right now when you're dropped off on the sidewalk like that, that's at the edge of it you can see like the the grounds kind of like down slope you know and then you can see like the buildings kind of clear like you kind of have this nice like panoramic picture of it at the moment and you see that there are some larger unlike the park that i just described with katow there are like larger like normal night lamp posts you know that that are taller and that like kind of shine 
upon these different walkways where there's benches spread out. You even see like there's a man-made lake that's to the right there that's rather large and, and, and you see like milkweed, you know, come up from the top of it and other like lake uh, vegetation. And, you know, during this time of the year, during the day, there's most likely like geese or ducks or there's even like geese or duck that are sleeping there at the moment. You can hear like the crickets chirping, like just this humming of like the life of like crickets chirping and 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 mosquitoes that are coming from down below but are making their way up to you as you stand there you know you, you as you look down upon it this is a scene this is a the area like you know like the back of your hand you know you've seen the school go through name changes you've seen a lot of these new buildings that you know some of these buildings that were built when you were first serving the chantry as a ghoul at one time so as you look here this is your feeding ground you know where others like Katow and 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 people who don't have herds or whatever may have to go try to explore other aspects of the city this is yours you know, this is your clans right now as you look down upon there. Now, through your, you know, you don't know if any kindred has came here and fed. There's an impossibility to ever knowing that, you know, but you are pretty confident at this moment that this is your territory. And you feel that that predator in you a little bit acknowledges that. So saying that after being dropped off and seeing William drive off in this Beamer, what is your plan right now? Uh, and what do you want to do? First thing Warren will do is he'll take a deep breath take in the night air see if there's any unusual smells on it there's no unusual smells you know you you smell life which is a distant distant relationship you know that you have right now especially compared to all these other kindred who are playing in this game life is something that just is almost unrecognizable you know when you can only tell what life is by smells or hearing things that means you're growing even more distance from the man that you were, you know, 20 years ago, who was a father, who was a husband, you know, who had love and a wild affair, you know, right now when you smell, you smell the, the, the slight perfume of some female that's down there that's being whipped up in this nice breeze, or you're, you're smelling like the grass that was freshly cut when you were a slumbering corpse during the day, you can smell that come up to you. You know, you can smell like, food that 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 came from like a cafeteria that they have there that where there's like a midnight meal for these students you know that are that happens on saturday nights you, you can smell the, like this whole calamination of like different things and it's just even a more of a stark reminder that you looking from the outside in that that you're not that so that's what you smell at the moment okay uh he will kick on obfuscate too unseen presence and he'll start taking a slow casual walk towards some of the areas on campus that he's most likely to find kids either drinking outside or smoking something they shouldn't necessarily be smoking as you are walking along you know you break through the barrier that it that is this campus you know this unseen barrier almost and i don't mean that there's like a magical barrier i just mean like what you're alien right now you're an alien body now that's going into this this ecosystem that, that you have just witnessed from the outside and you slowly start walking through the grass, you know, and again, no one, you know, obviously notices you at this moment. And eventually when you get down to like 50 yards, that's when you start, you know, cause it's down slope and that's when you start, you get to the first light, you know, where, where it's illuminated, you know, and you can start like hearing more, you can start hearing music that's coming from some windows and you can start like hearing footsteps, you know, from people walking on there. And as you're walking down this walkway, you see this figure sitting on a bench. Uh, it's a female. She has like this curly 
dirty blonde hair and you can smell from her like the smell of of weed you know like that maybe that she smoked you know maybe 20 minutes 30 minutes before you know and you see that she's sitting there smoking a cigarette though at this time and she has like a paperback book open and she she has like these these summer shorts you know these summer jean shorts that kind of go up to like mid thigh on her but they fit her form nicely she has these very like well well sculpted like legs like like she was athletic or she like takes care of her body you know and she has this white tank top that's on and you can see like on her chest you can see like some freckles some like light freckles that are on there and that come across her cleavage a little bit and you see almost like under one of the tank top straps there's like a like a, a bright pink bra strap that's kind of like an inch away that's on her shoulder she her curly hair she kind of kind of has like in a ponytail but like a lot of it's like coming from like you know side like it's not all under control and you see like she's her well-toned arm, her well-toned left arm is holding this paperback as like her right hand has the cigarette. She's like taking a drag and she's sitting there reading this book. There's this like brown like canvas backpack that's like sitting on her feet, you know, and then as you look down at the backpack, you see that she has like a, she has like a, a, a bare foot with like a sandal on there, you know, and like you see like her toes are painted, like they, they have like a sky agua blue toenail polish on there that kind of seems like it's chipped away a little bit like it hasn't been freshened up in a while and she's sitting there smoking a cigarette and she's just intently looking down at this book and you can see that she's really into this book that she's reading at the moment for current willpower six okay so i'll try to telepathy but i will fail stupid ones what do you feel when you what, what does warren feel when he sees her hungry oh he's hungry right now what's your blood pool at uh, he's at five right now Okay. Or sorry, so six. you, so as you're sitting there and you're staring at her right now, she's reading the book and you feel that the hunger start clawing on the back of your neck. You feel like this urge to know her intimately through her thoughts, you know, because in a way what you're doing is very, very invasive. You know, when you, before you feed off these people, I'm like Katow who just saw this guy and, and like snuck and took advantage of someone right now, you're being more evasive into who they are. You know, if you think about that and you're feeding, I would often imagine this is your normal feeding method, how you do it. You're more intimate with your feeding because this, you're knowing like you're, it's almost like knowing like you're, <laughs> I don't want to equate it, but like, you know, like free range chicken, you know, where your, your food came from, you know what I mean? You know, the history behind your food rather than just feeding off whatever comes across you so you reach out to her with your mind you know you're staring at her and you're seeing like these beautiful eyes you can't quite make out the color you know but you see she has like kind of like higher cheekbones and you're trying to you're trying to 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 connect with her because you want to know her and as you like focus in on there you feel like you feel like you're you're slamming your your your, your palm of your hand against a window like you're trying to get in and in a way when you slam that you you get like you can't like connect with her, but I would almost feel, and I don't know, and I don't want to assume what Warren feels, but I would say that Warren, how would Warren feel if he comes across someone who has strong enough willpower that would stop him from being able to do that? Does he feel frustration? Does he feel, uh, or does he look up to him in a way? Does he respect that? Or like what, like when you're in a situation like this, how does it come across to Warren? He'd feel frustrated and a touch angry. That's not how it's supposed to work. He's supposed to be able to get into her head. No trouble. Definitely. I can see that. Definitely. So that's how you feel as you're staring, as you're sitting there looking at her and she's not even aware that there's some, you know, obviously someone there. What, what are you going to do next? 
He'll slowly walk around behind her so that he can read over her shoulder for a moment or two without breaking off his skate. You see that she's reading like this, like an empowerment book. Like she's reading like a book about like taking control of your life and, and, and making like decisions in your life and not letting anyone else control you. You know, I don't want to say like a feminist empowerment book that there's nothing wrong if they read that, but you can see like, she's reading a book about how taking control of your fate and making your own mark. It's very like motivating. I don't want to say self-help, but it's a, like a motivational book, you know, as you're looking over her, you can smell like this also like this gentle, like perfume smell radiating off her and her hair smells like very, like it's been recently shampooed and you can just see like she's just burning through this book and you can even see like she's like nodding at times like she's reading it and you even notice at one point she'll reach and she reaches into her bag and takes like a highlighter and she like highlights a certain part of the book and she like tabs the page you know and she like puts the the highlighter cap back on and she puts it back in her bag and she just like continues to read this and you get this sense of like like you're not used you're not used to seeing I would almost say something like this from mortal females or I can't say you're not used to it. now you, you, you never saw this in your time, you know, and as you're seeing this and you're reading this and you see the energy in which this woman is reading this book and you see it, like how she's like almost like a, 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 a biblical scholar or someone at church, how they're highlighting like a certain verse and like, and one of the gospels that really sticks with them. You see, like she's doing that with this and you sense strength from that you know and it's i would say almost like accumulation of like the frustration you felt trying to connect to her like this isn't supposed to work like this you know like i'm supposed to be able to do this and then you're seeing her read this this isn't like a weak person when when, when you're witnessing this it's almost like i wouldn't want to call her a predator but it's almost like when you're at a zoo and you see like a strong animal behind this captivity and you know that like if you didn't have the protection of that wall that you'd really know their strength not saying she would is like a predator but you know what i mean like you feel like you're witnessing strength right now embodied in a way i guess how does that make you feel when you see all that confused definitely why confused because that's not a thing that warren really has especially in relation to his sire Oh, so it's almost like this is this is oh, this is envy in a way because the only strength that you have seen really in your dealings is this fucked up like relationship you have with your sire, which is through torture and through like in a way a fucked up enslavement to a clan. And now you're seeing someone who's like that, but they're not like that because of anything they've done to you. Like you're just seeing it in its purest form in a way. Sort of, yeah. And she's working on it, or at least it appears to be working on it, trying to empower herself which is something that warren is very unfamiliar with basically being owned by someone else definitely definitely so what 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 does warren do from that then when he sees this he'll uh he'll clear his throat and uh drop his obfuscate and gauge her reaction you when you clear your throat you see for a second she jumps obviously because you're like two feet behind her she like turns around and looks and she you see for a moment where like she like her eyes like narrow for a second and she's like looking at you and then you see like you see like her eyes open up in a way that's like in recognition and i don't want to say in recognition that she knows who you are or she knows the what you are but she recognizes like the pain in you you know what i mean because like through your mannerisms of having you know how you dealt with the group when you met them and you know how he's kind of meek or whatever right away she almost like sees that from your body language and the look on your face and as she's like turned looking at you you see for a second she like closes her book and she kind of just like puts it down 
and she she stands up and she like faces you and there's this moment where between you and her as you're standing in the grass and she's standing on the walkway in front of this bench you have this bench between you you know and you see there's a second where she looks at you like she's waiting for you to say something and then she you know why well, before i say anything are you going to say anything or are you just going to stand there he's going to say something he just wanted to gauge her like her instant reaction to him suddenly being behind her oh yeah go ahead so what what's Warren going to say is uh is everything all right here young lady yeah yeah you flatter me you call me young lady but you don't seem to be old enough to be calling me young uh young lady <laughs> she just smiles at you i'm reasonably certain i'm considerably older than you are well you don't look it well thank you i appreciate the compliment yeah definitely uh are you are you part of the staff here or? and he'll pull out his campus police badge oh oh well thank you thank you for checking on me seriously i appreciate that just uh yeah everything's good here how you how you doing working just saturday night job. of course i'm always working can oh. i escort you home it's getting to be a bit late and i wouldn't want anything unfortunate to happen to you i actually live off campus i was just uh i was here and i kind of like to come here sometimes and read you know but i i have an apartment outside and i you know, I, I do go to school here and she kind of like, you know, reaches in her pocket and shows her, you know what I mean? Her, her campus card. She kind of like, if you need to see it, I can show you. Yes, please. Yeah. She's like, sure. And she like, go ahead and hands it to you. You busy tonight or? I've got a little bit of free time. I have a break coming up shortly and he'll memorize the campus ID before yeah. passing it back to her. Her name's Melissa, by the way. And you know, she, she kind of like, you see like her, we'll say melissa lawrence and you see her name on there and you kind of see like her her program currently right now it's like english but you kind of like see that she's like at, going for a bachelor's in english studies but you see like the date that she signed got her her card she means she should already be done with it you know so i would say in your head you're kind of like either she's changed majors you know what i mean a couple times or has it really like you know what i'm saying or has it gone to school consecutively she takes the card back and she like like puts it in her pocket and she's like, "Well, then have a seat with me here. Sit down." Warren will sit, you know, and she kind of like sits and she like puts the book in her in her bag and she like puts her like not arm around you, but you know what I mean. Like there's a space between you and her on the bench, you know. And she kind of like crosses her legs, and you see there's a second where she's like giving you the once over, you know what I mean? Like like giving you like um a concerned mother look, I would say almost like how a concerned mother gives, but without the the feeling of like an of a parent you know I mean, without that parental concern but more of like a not to sound and i'm not trying to sound sexist but like the, the, that look only a female scene can do of like caring and compassion when they look at a man who's in pain and who's torn and so she kind of like gives you the once over and she's like how long have you worked here I, I, i've never met you before oh i've been working here for at least 20 years <sighs> 20 years holy cow i was eight years old then yeah i was a that's a, no no offense. Again, you don't look at your age. You don't look your age. But thank you. Yeah, yeah. Are you okay? Is everything all right? As right as it can be. My job is not an easy one. Why is that? A myriad list of reasons. It's just too much to get into right now. Have you ever thought about a career change? Many times. I've thought about career change too many times. Currently, I find myself working in a bookstore, a used bookstore, and it gives me unlimited supplies of things to read. 
But I, I, I'm, I'm the opposite. I, what uh, is it that you're reading right now? <laughs> it's a, it's a life goal empowerment book. I've, I'm one of those people who, if you haven't done the math, I'm 28 now, and I still haven't figured out what I want to go to school for. I keep changing my mind. I think it drives my mother nuts, but I'm happy. But uh, yeah, it's an empowerment book here. And she like pulls it out. She like tosses it to you. You just see some random, like, you know what I mean? Self-help empowerment book paperback, you know, as she hands it to you. And you see that as you like kind of open and look at, you see there's a lot of highlighted marks in there and everything like that. He'll leave through it real quickly. Make a note of the author. You should hand it back to her. And you see there's a second where you kind of like hand it and she see she reaches her hand out for a second and she like slowly pulls it back. She's like, you keep that. Are you sure? Yeah, definitely. That's the purpose of, that's why I work in a bookstore. That's what you're supposed to do with books. You're supposed to share them, right? You read something that you like and it thinks it helps you out. You think you see someone that can help out. Yeah. Yeah, I'll talk the book inside of his uh, jacket. It's never too late to change your life. And you're not that old. I'm guessing what you're around 40, 45. That's a good guess. It's not, it's never, it's never too late to change your trajectory in life. Really? It isn't. I mean, Would obviously kind is to walk with me. I don't like to hold still for too long. When you say that there's that weird pause, like, like the first time you kiss like a girlfriend or someone you're dating, you know what I mean? There's that awkward pause. I haven't felt this in years, obviously, because I've been married for a long time. But I remember like this like awkward pause where you're like, you're like, do I go in for the kiss now? Is it going to happen now? And like, there's that moment, you know, this weird storm of calamity that that's unseen and unspoken. And you see that there's a moment where she's looking at you after you ask that. And then she's like, yeah, I'd like to go for a walk. You want to walk me to my car? I would be happy to do so. And she gets up and, you know, she grabs her bag and throws it around her shoulder. And as I'm you guys going to uh, try a telepathy into her head again, and this okay. time I've got two successes. Just reading surface thoughts. Yeah, definitely. As you're walking, you look at her. She's walking to your right, and you can kind of see like the moonlight that's creeping through some of these rain clouds that have been lingering over the city the last couple of days, kind of like breaking through, and, and it kind of like shones on her a little bit. And when you're looking at her this moment as she's walking, looking ahead, you try to reach out to her again. And you feel like success this time. And as you're walking, looking at her, you feel like it's like an exhale leaving your body. And you feel that you're, you know, you're able to touch her. And it's almost like when you inhale back comes in her thoughts and you close your eyes just for a split second. But that split second to you last feels like it's, it's longer than a split second. And you see like in her, in her mind, like, compassion you see like you see yourself but when you see yourself in her mind it's like a smack across the face because you see like the total sadness that you embody and that people see and the meekness that they see and the 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 pain and like like you know you have that but you're seeing it from her perspective right now and this is not you know i mean and and it's almost like looking in the mirror for the first time in a long time or and and you just realize how much of an impact this existence has had on you and then you but but that's washed away and you almost see like a you see this weird moment of like where it switches to that to where it switches to like you to her hugging you and and you smelling like her hair and then you see 
this odd scene that is almost alien to you where you both are like sitting on her couch and she's like in pajamas and you're like 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 this vague figure and it's morning and you're both like drinking coffee like talking and smiling and then you're back into your own reality right now what am i wearing in her morning scene with a coffee it's hard to make out you know it's you you know you're this figure you know what i mean that's like sitting on the couch and you know it's you but the main thing that's like that is dominant in that vision of you is that you're smiling on your face like you care about what like you're listening like a content smiling and you're paying attention to what she's saying but like there's this vagueness to the whole vision because like you know obviously the she sees your pain obviously you may hug or you may you know what i mean in the future but that last scene is like a not a guarantee does that make sense you know what i mean so she's like piecing together right now like she sees your pain she sees that maybe there could be a moment of of compassion and there might be something there but she's not sure yet she's not at that point yet there's there's a huge gap between those the first and last point in her head of possibilities does that make sense it does okay so as we're going uh towards her car warren will uh take a moment he'll look at the moon he'll look at the landscape He'll consider. He'll seem to consider his words carefully, and he'll look at her and, you know, you seem like a very easy person to talk to. Yeah. Say you. Hmm. So about, what brought you to where you're at? <laughs> a bunch of decisions. I don't think too much about those decisions, but maybe I could tell you, maybe tomorrow night. That's please tell nice. me they. Please tell me they don't have you working on a Sunday. Come on now. I'm always at work. But there is some flexibility. I am allowed away on occasion. It's a very demanding job that I have. How about this? Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, I'll be closing down where I work. It's called the Six Chamber Used Books. You meet me there. There's a coffee shop next door. We can have some coffee and we can talk. How's that sound? That sounds lovely. Uh, okay. Where's your car, by the way? And she kind of just motions like you guys are coming up to the parking lot right now. And, you know, she mo- there's like this Jeep Grand Cherokee that looks like it's about 10 years old. And you see she kind of like motions to it down there. Okay. Please let me accompany you the entire way. And she walks over there with you. Is there, I guess my question is, are you going to let her drive off or are you, is there anything you're going to try at Circle? When he, uh, when she starts to get into her car, he will take her hand and he will go to kiss it. And he will, you know, dig in a little with his fangs and act the kiss. All right. Take a little off the top. Meaning one blood pool point? Yeah, just one. Just enough to sort of thrill her. Yeah. And as you do that, there's a set, like, as soon as you, like, do that a little bit and, like, lick the wound, you know, obviously in her head, she doesn't know what is going, you know what I mean, what you just did. But you see for a moment, like, she closes her eyes and you see, like, when she pulls her hand back, like, she, like, looks at you for a second. And you see, like, there's this brief second where it goes from, like, compassion to, like, total lust. Like, she's, like, looking at you like that, that how her eyes, like, narrowed when she, like, discovered you behind her. You see, like, the narrowness and you sense that strength from her at that very moment i'd say there's almost like a moment where like you're taken aback by that not like in a scary way not like in a in i'm not trying to like over i'm just saying like this is a woman who knows what she wants when she wants it you know and you see there's a second where like that side of her is 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 combating the caution the side that of her that's that says discretion and caution is needed hello folks 
Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called Weight Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The central district is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Neon Masquerade. The Demon's Mirror. Thirteen Candles. Three Chronicles running through the undead veins of the City of Angels. The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to EORpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more.
like World of Darkness? Do you want to introduce your friends to it? But there's one problem. Nobody reads books anymore. This presents you with a problem, doesn't it? You want to get your friends into these awesome games, but they don't have the time or wherewithal to read any of them. Well, that's where Brett the Hitman comes in. Brett the Hitman, your one-stop shop on YouTube for all things related to World of Darkness. Currently in the middle of his Werewolf the Apocalypse series, which is showing tremendous growth. It's going to the moon! That's right, watch Brett the Hitman and you will get style! Flair! Humor! <laughs> and of course, some dank meme magic. Fucking normies! Brett the Hitman on YouTube at youtube.com slash I love other people's misery. So watch now! If only for the dank memes. Tune in today!